Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Get Inspired and Innovate. We got an exciting show planned for you tonight. We're going to be talking about timely tech bites. Uh, so time is something that we can't make more of and we can't get back. So we definitely want to make sure that we are not wasting any time. Uh, Stephanie, when you're working with your teachers in your district, how do you find time to get the message out to all teachers and you know that, that they're reading it, looking at it, and, and getting through what you want them to see? So time is very difficult to kind of master um, with having multiple buildings, multiple teachers. I know Lance, you have more teachers and more buildings than I do. And that's just one area I struggle with because with tech, everybody's at their own pace, their own speed. There's so many different needs and different skill levels. And it's hard to meet them all in a whole group professional development. I also think with tech, it has to be timely. So if it's not re relevant to the learner and the teacher's need at that time, they're not going to listen to it. It has to be when they kind of need that tool. Because there was a time where I told teachers about GimKit and they were just like, oh, whatever. And it was in August. That was not a very timely manner on my part. Um, I probably should have waited until January when teachers need that tool to kind of engage students. Um, so I've definitely learned along the way is that you've got to wait to share things with teachers and even if you've shared something with them and then like three months later, they're like, I found this tool. And you're like, I told you about that like forever ago, but you didn't listen. You can't get mad at them because it wasn't the right time for them to hear that tool. And you kind of sometimes have to let them figure it out a different way. So Lance, what about you? So one thing is uh, we've got a tool that we've been using in our district for uh, three or four years uh, now. And I was uh, meeting with teachers today and uh, showing them how to use different tools. And it was more of just a, an awareness thing of, hey, we've got these tools in your toolbox that you can use or the district pays for. It's free. And a lot of those that we've had for a couple of years, they didn't even know about. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you not know about these things? So then I thought back to myself, well, you know, I'm the guy who goes out and trains and does all this. So obviously I'm not getting the message out. So I'm hoping you and your guests and our guests tonight can help me to figure out a way to get the message out to my teachers in a timely manner. But one, one thing that, that I have learned over the years is follow-up is important. Uh, we've got to follow up. We can't just do that first initial training and hope that they get it the first time. I think that a lot of times I assume, and I don't know if you guys do this or not, I assume that people are going to get it the first time uh, because they're techie like me, and we shouldn't assume that. But, you know, we do things like uh, we, we push a lot of things out on social media, uh, on Twitter and on Facebook uh, to, uh, to help them you know, see it in different places. We build websites and on those websites, we, we pretty much every program we have, we'll build a website for it and we'll build tutorials on how to do everything. That way they can always get back to it. And we do push out emails, usually weekly, that has uh, tips and tricks in it. Uh, but ours is more emails that have uh, PDF guides or images uh, or links to presentations, not, you know, just words on a page. Uh, so that's, that's kind of how we look at it and we do it. Yeah, and I would agree with that. I mean, we're always looking for different ways to engage our staff and provide them with information because an email doesn't always work for every single learner. It might work for a couple, but it's not going to reach everyone. So I'm really excited for today's guest. Um, and I think we are ready to bring her on. All right, so we got Diane Fetter with us tonight. She is from Pine City, Minnesota. She has taught English or Spanish for 26 years and also taught high school English. She's a level one, level two 
uh, certified teacher, a Google certified trainer, Google certified innovator. So welcome to the show, Diana. Hi, thanks, Stephanie and Lance. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you with us tonight. So uh, can you help us figure out a way that, that in a timely manner we can get uh, information out to our teachers so that, so that they can, you know, uh, get the information that we're looking to get to them and use it? Well, guys, I think you need to visit my website, Not Another Email PD, and find every two weeks a um, nicely organized little tip sheet, and it's timely, just little bites of information that you can print out and post around your buildings. And, um, but not another email. So I'd rather that you not include it in an email because our teachers just finding that they don't have enough time to read those emails, they have good intentions and they just don't go back. So we're posting them in the bathrooms, in our mail rooms, in our lunch rooms, above the copy machines, you know, wherever we can find a good flat surface that um, the teachers are there. So we get those around and teachers are seeing them and talking about them. So I actually have subscribed to your Google Innovator project, the not another email. And um, I love emails, so I'm so glad you do send it in an email to us to like remind us to check um, for the update. Now, Stephanie, I have to, I'm sorry, I'm gonna interrupt you. I do not send the the form in the email, I just let you know that it's there. Yeah, you give me a reminder and then I click the hyperlink and then I can print it or do whatever with it. And I just love it because I'm like, I'm the type of person, I'm type A, I need that email reminder. Um, so I do appreciate that. <laughs> so, so I need to check one thing though. I'm looking through your website right now. You don't mind us stealing these things and printing them out and sending them to our schools ourselves, right? Not at all. As long as you leave my name on there, it's yours. Oh, I'm not going to take the time to edit any of this out. It all looks like great no. information. No, and but that's what I want because even as the, I'm the district technology integrationist here in Pine City, and I had good intentions of writing a blog, of making screencasts, but there just never was time for me to get to it. And I just didn't focus on that. And so, I mean, it just wasn't happening. And now this is yesterday I published my, or today I published my eighth issue and I have had more conversations about things that my, our teachers are referencing and saying, I saw this on, on your thing and how do you, can you help me use it? And so there's just more conversations happening. And I love this month's edition. I'm looking at it right now. It's got hearts and everything on it. So, you know, reminding us of Valentine's Day and all that. So, so I think that if I take maybe somebody's tinkle time or whatever it's called, that how, how often do you send that out, Stephanie? Uh, tech while you tinkle, it's once a month. Once a month. So yours is once, once a month. Diana's looks like it's once a month here. No, it's uh, two, every two weeks. Every two weeks. Oh, so I, that's, that's three things that I can steal and send out to my faculty. Uh, so, I mean, listeners, this is, this is some great material that we have right here. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Like I said, I think I referenced this, but already I have users from 19 different countries that are getting reminders that this is coming out. And I, I just think that's kind of amazing. It's that is mobile. amazing. And I think that's what's so great about the Google Innovator Academy is you have that global connection with different people, um, which is really powerful. Right. It is. I mean, it just brings everything into reality and 
it's a common language. We are all talking. These tips are web-based. They're Chrome, Chromebook tips. I usually try and have five. One of them is always a tip on using Chromebooks in the classroom. And I received an email from a teacher today because one of the tips today is the control shift T, which um, I just heard George Barsanis refer to it as teacher tab. <laughs> and just how to get those kids to unwind what tabs that they quickly closed when you went over there. And this teacher sent me an email like, this is the greatest thing. <laughs> and I'm thinking, uh, okay. <laughs> are you talking about Jorge or are you talking about George? Well, it, it, I was going to say Jorge, <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's George is what his, I believe he said his birth certificate says. Yes, it does. It does. I, I tell I tell he's a good friend of mine. I tell him he has a split personality all the time. Yeah. And I like what Lance said earlier about how it has to be, you know, timely and it has to be relevant to them. And also that conversation that you're having with your teachers is more meaningful because they're not looking at another email. It's right there in front of them, you know, when they're in a space that's probably more comfortable. Like you said, you put them by the copier, the teacher's lounge. Um, is there any other hidden spots that might be good? Um, we have a, well, of course, the bathrooms. I mean, you've got, <laughs> you know, a captive audience there. And um, bathroom, mail room, in front of the copiers. And then we've got a couple bulletin boards where we post things in our building. And I send them to our, our they go in our alternative learning center. They get one. Um, we have a level five school, they get one. I mean, you know, they just go out. So I'm just pleased with how it, how it is. And a lot of these tips actually come from actual conversations I've had with teachers, you know, like, oh, I, I, you know, I, we used to use the voice recorder and I'd be able to plug in, you know, they could use the iPads, but we don't have the iPads anymore. So now what do I do? Oh, well, let me tell you about online voice recorder. It, you know, I mean, it's just, some of them are just real conversations that I have with teachers. Yeah, that was, I was uh, talking with some teachers today and, you know, they, they like Screencastify and uh, those people out there that are uh, fanboys and girls with Screencastify, don't, don't throw any arrows here, but uh, they're like, I like it, but I'm using the free version. And I only get 50 videos a month. And I'm trying to do uh, video responses to, to student papers and things like that, but I always run out. So I told him, I said, well, you need to look at Loom then. I'm like, well, what's Loom? And I said, well, it's, it's just like Screencastify, but it's unlimited. Uh, and you can force your students to log into Loom and you can actually track if they see that. So, you know, just from that conversation, you know, now uh, we found an alternative. And I still use Screencastify also. Uh, but if you're looking for unlimited, Loom will really help you get there. Hey, thanks, Lance. I think I just found my first tip for my next issue. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, I previously I've had um, administrators say, well, why don't you just make a video collection and people can go in and watch them? And I, and I just know that, that that's too much. There's, you know, just those little itty, itty bits are just helping so much. What do you use to create your um, PDFs? Oh man, I, I really, really, really wanted to use um, Google Drawing and I did for my first six issues and my tech coordinator, our tech coordinator said, said the quality just wasn't high enough and 
it, when we printed it, it was a little bit blurry. So mm -hmm. I switched to Canva and it just makes it crisper and they look a lot different. So if you look at, compare the, like, the recent one to one of the first five, you'll see that there, there's some difference. Yeah. And I guess I'd rather produce higher quality and I try and stay faithful to the Google suite, but sometimes you have to deviate. Gotcha. Stephanie, what do you use to create yours with? Um, I use Google Slides. I okay. prefer Google Slides over Google Drawings. I'm team slides if I had to pick. Um, and then I just change the layout. So I make it an eight by 10 instead of the up and down. 16 by nine. Yeah, or 16 by nine or whatever it is. Yeah. I, keep, yeah. I do keep all of my ideas. So each of my ideas is a slide in a Google Slideshow so that I know where I've been you know, so they're always all there. So I do use it that way. And I, I throw links in there. Like I will th throw loom in, the, in a slide so that I can investigate it and, you know, get the clip art and get everything there. I get everything together there. Gotcha. Looks, looks like I could just take your not another PD website and just go and uh, do presentations just straight from it. I love it. It's great. Well, that's kind of how it was born even before. One of my favorite presentations to deliver when I go out and speak and present is a presentation that I have on my DL Fetter website. And that is A to Z, um, Techniques to Leverage Learning. And it's 26 A to Z tips that I go through in an hour. And it's fast and it's just a glimpse at them. And um, so I change the letters, I update them, do those kinds of things. And it's, it's been my favorite and I get great responses on it. Do you, for your bathroom um, PD, do you put them in anything or do you just hang it up the paper? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's funny you ask because it just, you know, it, it just kind of, I, you know, I've been in the high school, junior high world long enough. It was like, no, 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 I can't do that. I do have a plastic sleeve that they go into. And I do and too. So, you know, it just has to happen. Yeah. Okay. I just was curious because I'm like, am I the only one that puts them in a plastic sleeve or do other? Is that the thing to do? So I wasn't sure. So I was like, I'm just going to ask. <laughs> yeah. And I do leave them, it, the back issues in there. And it's kind of interesting to go through every once in a while because I'll see that some of the back issues have disappeared, which is fine. And, you know, so they're always all there. But, gotcha. um, so, so how many, uh, how many schools do you actually work with? I, Pine City, it has 1600 students. And so okay. we're not a huge district. So, you know, there's four buildings, but there's only, you know, there's a 712 and a K6. And then we have an alternative school and then our level five program. Uh, so, so are you the, like the instructional technology specialist person for all, all the buildings or? I am, I am. So some days I'm down at the elementary, some days at the high school, and then on demand in the other places. Have you ever thought about creating like not another PD type setting for students? You know, I, I, we put them in, several of our copiers are um, out in like, we've got one in the media center and I'll see kids look at it. But that's, a, that's an interesting, you know, way to go with it. Kind of like that idea. Yeah, I thought about doing it, but I wasn't sure what the kids would think. 
<laughs> so I didn't do it yet, but I was like, I might need to get into this because mm -hmm. you could put, you know, those quick tips that teachers need them to know. You could do a vocabulary word that they need to focus on for that month or whatever. So it might be we something we might want to collaborate on. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we do a, um, it's called the Dragon Technology Summit and we do a, um, it's an all day where students are embedded in just basically kind of like a Google Summit for kids. And so it's during the school day, everybody's there and they have a keynote, they have breakout sessions, the students are presenters, you know, we have guest presenters and so we have a whole day of those kinds of things. So we're going to go to our next section, which is our meme and quote section. So Diana, what meme or quote did you bring for this week? Okay, so the meme I picked out was Dr. Evil from the Austin Powers movies, and he's doing his air quote things, and he says, to be a part of the solution, not the problem. I always like to look at things and, and know that I can reverse it and say, how can I be a part of the solution instead of continuing to whine about it and continuing to say, you know, the teachers aren't trying the technology or, you know, this isn't working, but how can I make it? I've always felt like you can be, you get two choices. You're part of the solution or you're part of the problem. So. Yeah, I like that, that you have to think about that and perspective is completely um, relevant to that. So mine is, I pinned so many teaching ideas on Pinterest, it should count as professional development. Although mine should probably be like, I save so many tweets and I email them to myself, so that should count as professional development. <laughs> and it actually can. If you know Randall Sampson, he has different grad credits and he, he will allow you to um, go and get credit for tweeting. So if you don't know that, contact Randall, he's amazing. And tell him I sent you because he is one of my good friends. Lance, what about you? All right, so mine is from the office, and uh, it's just got a guy walking out of a meeting here. Uh, and I, I relate to this a lot of times, you know, and it says, great, another meeting that could have been an email or that should have been an email. Uh, so many times I go to these, these meetings, and we're there for hours. I mean, literally hours. And it's like, couldn't you send me that in an email and save me so much time? You know, so I could have been out actually you know, helping teachers or doing my job instead of just sitting here. So I challenge uh, my administrator friends out there, you know, next time uh, send an email and see if that works. The, the response that I've got is, well, you don't read your emails either. Uh, or some people don't, I shouldn't say me. So anyways, that's, that's my, my meme for the week. And I think that's the issue is we focus on a small group of people that don't read emails or do whatever and then everybody else gets punished. So I think we gotta learn how people learn and adapt to that rather than punishing everybody for just a small group that learns differently. <laughs> and we're gonna go to our final section for tonight and it is what innovative ideas do you have for tomorrow? So Diana, what's yours? So it's not really anything new per se, but I'm just, I keep going back is thinking about here I am from rural South Dakota now living in rural Minnesota and as I made it to the Innovator Academy I just thought this has been a journey with my Google certification seven years from start to the time I became an innovator and my whole thing is don't give up and don't give up how 
helping your learners, those people that don't want to read the email, those people that don't want to, you know, watch a screencast, how can we help them? So don't give up. I mean, here I am on a podcast sharing about a project that I went to with Google Innovators and people care about what I have to say. So keep trying, never get up, give up. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, it's so true. You can't give up because you definitely learn from your failures. Um, so mine kind of goes along with that a little bit. Um, it's like an ST math chart, but you could use this with anything. And it just kind of asks, <laughs> like, have you ever been stuck, but you just kept going? And it creates like these dots. So every time a student never gave up and they just keep trying and trying and trying, they get to add a little green dot to a paper. And then at the end of the week, you can count up how many dots are there which could just be kind of motivating. I know sometimes we motivate students for getting to a certain level, but this might help some students that are really struggling. And Lance? Yeah, so I've got one that I've used for a few years now and I love this one. It's called unroll.me. Uh, so, and you need to go watch their YouTube video if nothing else, because uh, it's hilarious. Uh, but it's about people who subscribe to, to things so they get coupons or they get a free download of something and then they get spam mail all the time. So unroll.me will allow you to go in and check what's your spam and you can add it to either to unsubscribe it so it blocks it when it comes in. You can add it to what's called a roll up uh, and you get one email that has your roll up on it every day uh, or you can say leave it in my inbox. So I get one email every day that has all of my sale papers and all my ads in it. I open it up real quick. I've got like 20 emails there. If I want to click on one and open it up and actually look at it, I can. If not, when I'm done, I press the delete button and I've done 20 emails in about 30 seconds. I love it. It'll save you so much time. I've never heard of that. It's well, very interesting. Tip number two, Lance. Yeah, Lance is on a wow, roll. keep feeding yeah. them. There you go. Unroll.me. I'm telling you, I love it. It's, it's one of my favorite things. I've got it on all my personal accounts and my school accounts. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Get Inspired and Innovate. Diana, how can people connect with you? You can find me on Twitter at DLFetter or, you know, at my website, not, not another email, pd.com or dlfetter.com. And all of our show notes are in, at our website if you are interested in clicking any of those links so you don't have to type it in. Or if you're driving, please do not start typing. Just go to our website later. And thank you so much for connecting with us tonight. Mm -hmm.